Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. There's certain artists and certain songs that the first time that you hear them, bam, you're immediately hooked on who they are. You have to know their name, you have to know their story, and you need to know what is coming into your ears. Today, ladies and gentlemen, on the J-Rod Concerts podcast, we have an R&B country soul man that you will never forget after you hear him. His name is Queen DeVoe. Queen DeVoe uh, is from Gary, Indiana, which of course is the hometown of the Jackson 5. But he went west very early on uh, to Oakland, and he's been playing early blues, retro soul, old school country kind of music that just suits your soul like a warm cup of soup. He reminds you of uh, you know contemporary people like Leon Bridges or Nathaniel Rateliff, but if you want to go back, he reminds you of people like you know Sam Cooke, Ray Charles, you know Solomon Burke. He he's just um, just a classic, classic, classic sound, guys. So definitely takes you back to a uh, to an old school, beautiful sound. Uh, Quinn has been on the scene for some time. He's worked at uh, the festival circuit with uh, Outside Lands audience of 200,000 people. He's played a bunch of uh, a bunch of really major venues throughout throughout his career and we are so pleased to have him today on the show. Uh, Quinn graced us with a lot of time. He told us the story of his life growing up with his grandma who was an artist in her own right. Um, you know and, and, and he talks about about his record Book of Soul which has been named the best album of 2020 by many magazines including American Songwriter. So, guys, I strongly re uh, re uh, recommend you guys check out that album, Book of Soul, because it is quite simply a, a modern masterpiece. Um, he's also been very involved with the Black Lives Matter movement. He has a really nice song called Holiday, um, which is all about it. Ironic with the name, I know, but it's that's the beauty of it. So, guys, without further ado, welcome Quinn DeVoe to the J-Rock Concerts podcast. And one more thing, guys, before I let you go, remember to subscribe. And guys, if you are in there and you like what you hear, please give us a rating. That helps us a whole lot. So here's Quinn DeVoe, guys, on the J-Rod Concerts Podcast. That's great. And, and that's where you are, right? Like, are you in Palo Alto? Are you in, uh, where are you at? Yeah, yeah, Palo Alto, yeah. Ah, it's not the best, man. That 17-mile drive in Monterey and all that is yeah. just... I think it's one of the most, if not the most beautiful place on earth. And I got to tell you. I mean, there is something about the sun, the way the sun shines on the, the golden hills and all that, you know, that California sun. It's, it's got a, it's got exactly. a certain to it, you know? Exactly. The Bixie Bay Bridge, all that nonsense, man. It's uh, just beautiful stuff, man. Well, uh, great. Well, Quinn, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate sure. it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks you for know, having me. Out of, your, out of your Friday afternoon and on a beautiful uh, summer day. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Quinn. Uh, yeah. So look, we've been listening to our album nonstop, Book of Soul, since it came out. One of the best albums of the year, man. And uh, I know you've been hearing that quite a lot lately, but it really is. It's just fantastic. It feels like I'm listening to Sam Cooke, like live at Harlem Square Club. You know what I mean? Al Green's backup train. It's like from the same time, man. It's just phenomenal. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So obviously 2020 has been really exciting for you, Quinn, um, with, with the album and everything, uh, but also a unique year for the world, basically. So, you know, how would you characterize a year of like such highs and lows for you, for Quinn? Oh, man. I mean, you know, this is one of those years that I think is completely necessary that really had to happen. Um, but, but yeah, a lot of, it's, it's been a lot of, a lot of pain, a lot of growing pains, a lot of, um, yeah, it, it's hard to put into words, but, um, you know, a lot of, you know, people trying to, uh, correct things that have been wrong for a long time, you know? So, so, um, you know, it's, it's, man, it's just so complicated. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, this record finally came out, man. I, I loved making it and it so much, um, you know, uh, you know, work went into it and, and all the musicians that played on it. And uh, like coming out this year is so, you know, um, I, I really wanted it to be a, you know, a summer record. It's a, it's a fun record. It's a dance record. So it's really juxtaposed against this year, which is none of that, <laughs> you know, which is like, it's one of the least fun years that I can think of really. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. but, but maybe people need, uh, you know, uh, fun music, uh, soul music, um, and that times even more. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Quinn, what, what were you doing, you know, late February, say February 25th, early March, when, when it, there was like this rumor of this virus, but it was still kind of like, just like a rumor, like what were you doing? And like, when it finally hit you that this was the real deal? Well, I mean, I was, um, you know, I, I, we had, I had my CD release in San Francisco um, at, on February 29th. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, we were gearing up for that. I mean, I had heard about, you know, Corona, COVID and everything, but you know, it wasn't certainly, I mean, the room was packed. Like certainly there was no, um, you know, orders or anything coming down at that point. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, it was just sort of, uh, you know, a, a, a dot in the distance, you know, that was coming faster yeah. <laughs> faster getting bigger. Right, right. So, so yeah, I, um, I, uh, yeah, it was a really, you know, magical time working with the band leading up to the release and everything. And, um, we did a couple of rehearsals, which is always fun. The rehearsals are like almost like, you know, you can tell how the show's going to be by the rehearsal, you know, really? it's like, like how much fun are you guys having in there? What's the groove like? And then uh, the, the show is that, but the added energy of the crowd, you know, I mean, yeah. that's one of the things about COVID that I've been really um, missing the most is, uh, is the energy from the crowd, you know, man. Yeah, you're a hell of a performer. Man. Absolutely. Yeah, playing on the Zoom is not, is not the same at all, you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. kind of, it pales in comparison, but, um, but yeah, so I can't wait to get back to that, to, to feeling, to getting the, 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 the live feedback from, from people, you know? Yeah, that's, your stage presence is second to none. People should check you out on YouTube. Your energy is phenomenal. Oh, but you. you recently did play live for the first time, kind of quote unquote, with uh, Tomo Nakayama and Chris Cassiano, right? You did it outside. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, how, how did that feel like? Was it like, okay, was it like a little in between? Like, what was the feeling of, of playing like that again? It was a great feeling, man. It was a great, uh, you know, I played some of my songs solo um, and then I played with them and there was a crowd. I mean, you know, it was, a, uh, they were half capacity, you know, everything has to be half capacity. So there was not that many people there, but there was enough people to make me 
to make my heart beat. You know, it was, yeah. it was great, man. It, it was, uh, you know, getting getting a little taste of of that of that energy and 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 the the feedback for some new songs and some songs from Book of Soul. Um, yeah. man, it was really special. And 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 playing with Tomo and Chris. I mean, those guys. I mean. Uh, their harmonies. I, I loved singing with them. Oh man, it was so fun. It really made me miss playing with musicians, you know, which I haven't done in months. You know, I think some, some people have, you know, their band is in their pod with them or whatever, you know, so they've been all hanging out. But for me, it, it, it's, you know, I have not had musicians to play with. So playing with them was a real treat. And I mean, it would have been with anybody, but Tomo and Chris in particular, man, I just, they're just great musicians I, I love what they do i hear you man no you know what there's this hunger for live music i think people throttle yeah. this like people have put everything in, in the proper context if you will yeah. and 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 music is very important to people live music man like it's like it, they, people need it uh in in early june I, I grabbed my car i grabbed my my dog and we went to see a drive-through concert a driving concert i needed i needed to get some sort of hit man was it yeah. the same no it wasn't the same you know, but right. people are just hungry for something. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. How was that show? It was interesting. It was interesting. Um, people, kept, people put it on their FM radios. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. E even though I was pretty, like, my car was pretty much, like, in the second row, if you will, of cars, pretty close to the stage. But um, right. it was interesting. You know, people would honk to, to, to clap. Standing wow. ovation would be with the lights as well. You know, it was, <laughs> it, it was, it was gimmicky and it was fun, yeah. but not a long-term solution. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Quinn, that's awesome, man. But I want to talk to you about your early life because I love it, dude. It's like out of a movie, man. I love it. So you were born in Gary, Indiana, of course, yes. most, not a, most known for uh, the Jackson 5. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but you spent your early childhood living with your grandmother, who was a very special woman, wasn't she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> Boy, awesome. That's yeah, she, great. But yeah. Tell us about her. Tell us some. Tell us about her. She was a jazz musician. Tell us some stories about your grandma. Yeah, she was a jazz musician back in the day, and she was offered a record a recording contract. Must must have been I don't know in the forties or so. You know, but mm -hmm. uh, and she turned it down. She met a man, and and she just wanted to have a family. She sort of chose you know God and and religion over over music and everything and I, and man she never looked back you never heard her talk about I mean she was she was the matriarch of the family she sort of uh, she more than anyone ran things and um, yeah she she also instilled in me you know a, a love of music and um, you know she got me my first uh, little piano lessons but mostly it was just us singing at random moments throughout the day, you know, so, so just, you know, certain, the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, here comes Quinn with his soaring vocal as he's brushing his teeth. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. She would have me and my sister do harmonies together and she would harmonize with us and she would play us old, you know, Billy Holiday songs or, oh. or Fitzgerald or, you know, these, these kinds of things. And, and, and yeah, she just wanted us to, to, uh, to appreciate music the way she did. You know, the funny thing is that when I started playing music, um, she always had a thing for Rod Stewart. Mm. She had she was a big Rod Stewart fan of all people. Everyone and, loves Rod Stewart, man. It comes out <laughs> frequently, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so funny. I'm not, you know, I mean, he's cool. I don't, it's not like, I'm not like a huge fan, but my grandma was a huge fan. And um, to the point to where I would bring her, you know, so I'm, I'm like, I'm in my 20, I'm like younger and like bringing her a little song or something. And she'd be like, Mm, that's good but you know 
You should do. Have you heard Rod Stewart's latest record? Because that's really something that you should. Let, let me put this on for you. <laughs> so she was like, and so she really wanted me to be Rod. Like, Grandma, I don't have that hair. I'm sorry. You know, that's that's not my look. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't have the leather pants. You know, I need to gotta work on that. <laughs> Uh, she sounds like an amazing woman, Queen. That's awesome. She's probably she's probably all over this record and all your records and uh, sure. subconsciously. Yeah. That's cool, man. So you were still in your teens, um, and you you grabbed your guitar and you are, you 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 head west. Mm -hmm. It yeah. seems like I mean you have this crazy crazy drive. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, tell us about this drive, right? Because some people go through their whole lives without knowing what they want. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, you hear about people like you or Steven Spielberg, you hear sometimes that he knew at six what he wanted to do and stuff like that. How, yeah. how would you describe this drive? Like for you to just head west, like a, like a brave guy like that? Yeah, you know, I just, um, I knew I wanted to go somewhere. I just didn't know where, I, you know? And so, so um, once I decided to go to the Evergreen State College over in Washington State, um, mm -hmm. I, um, a lot of things solidified for me. And I, I, you know, I had been pretty aimless up until then, uh, just kind of wandering around the world. But, um, but on that drive, for some reason, it was one of those times when things just converged, you know, yeah. I also just discovered, you know, I'd been into some oldie stuff. I've been into like the doors and, you know, uh, and, you know, just, you know, music like that, you know, which I, which I still love. But, but then, I got into all of the older stuff, like the chess record stuff, you know, the Muddy mm. and the Bo Diddley yeah. and, and then eventually Ray Charles. And I just remember that drive was the one where I, you know, first really heard Muddy, you know, mm. in, in this way, yeah. you know, that, that you hear something. And, and, and I remember just pulling over to the side of the road and just, and just stopping to listen to this whole album. You know, it's still my favorite album of his. It's Isn't it amazing when those albums that you've heard over like hit you for the first time? That happened to me yeah. with, with How Howlin' Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I got it. I'm like, okay, I got it. It's <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there's some music you like and there's some music that feels like it's your music, you know? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so, so yeah. And then Bo Diddley too, I'd be driving down the road and playing my harmonica, playing mm. along with Bo Diddley and everything. So, nice. so, yeah, it was a really, it was a transformative. And then after all of that with the music, then getting to Washington State, coming from Indiana, I had just never seen a state like that before. I mean, like sure. just the trees towering into the sky oh, and just, beautiful. it was like returning to the womb, you know, it was amazing. It was like, um, it felt like I was coming to my second home and I, I was, <laughs> I mean, that was like, man, I, I, I love, uh, yeah, I'll always love the Pacific Northwest and, 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 and my friends there and my memories there and everything. So, so yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was a magical time. And, and, and that kind of led to me uh, you know, that and other things, you know, to me playing music and I started to write more and this and that. So, uh, yeah, it was, it, that was a great trip. That's cool, man. We'll, we'll get to your new album in just a second, but I want to ask you about the Blue Roots. Because, uh, yeah. um, you know, you started playing music and uh, you, you create this great group. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's great because in retrospect, you had this amazing talent. You know, you, you were with uh, like Wisinski and Nazamba Zenzalo from the California Honey Drops, Nate Bruner. This whole like also like, did you know or did you feel when you were playing with them that there was like special talent in that group? Oh yeah, yeah. It it felt, man. My time with them was the blessed time. It, it was it, I learned so much. Um, you know, um, that's when I really I was mostly a blues man before that, but that band got me into soul. 
and mm. gospel and some of these things. And, and uh, yeah, I learned from Lesh and, and Nate and Ensemble. And yeah, it was, uh, it, it was transformative. It turned me 90 degrees, you know, it really kind of uh, affected me, but, but it, it was a beautiful time. I mean, talk about harmonies, man. I just love harmony bands. And that was, uh, that was my first harmony band singing with Lesh. Uh, you know, yeah, there's that thing they talk about in that documentary, uh, 40 Feet from Stardom. You see, you seen that? Oh, I, I did see it when it came out. I have to see it again with the backup singers, right? Yeah, man, I yeah. love that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blend, like the vocal blend and like how that feels. It's, it's just like this magical intertwining, you know, and there's nothing like it, you know. And that was my first experience with that was in the Blue Roots. And um, and I never look back, man. I, 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 that's, I'm always looking for that, for that vocal blend. It just hit, it just hit you, man. Yeah, cool. yeah, that was a great band, great experience. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's great. All right, let's talk a little bit about your new record, Book of Soul. So, yeah. American songwriter has named it one of the top albums of 2020 and some other publications. It's just, a, and, and with reason, it's on fire. It's awesome. Critical reception, phenomenal. Uh, Quinn, is it exciting to have all these pressures or uh, to have all these accolades, or like does it bring like some pressures, like some men, like, um, I, you know? Am I, am, I, am I as good as these people are saying? Like, what's the inner conversation like? Yeah, uh, no, it doesn't really, f it feels good to me. I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, for one thing, I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't really have a lot of outside pressure from people like, oh, what's the next record going to be? Yada, yada, you know? It's so, so all of that, if there's any pressure in that way, I put it on myself, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, yeah, I, I love the record. I mean, you know, um, yeah. you know, and, and so if people like it, I'm like, thanks, you know, it's like, I love it too, you know? <laughs> so it just, it's kind of, <laughs> That's cool. It, yeah, yeah, it, it, it feels natural. I, I you know, and because of COVID, I have so much time, like the only way I would feel pressure is about, oh man, what are you going to do next? But because I, I have so much time now to write a new record, like normally right now I'd be on tour, like I'd be nonstop. It's a little harder to write when you're on tour, when you're playing night after night. You know, we were planning, um, we had about a month and a half planned in the U.S. And we were going to go to France later in the fall. And so none of that is happening. So now all of this time, I can just keep writing. I can just write for the next album, which is great, you know. And yeah. so, um, yeah, man, it, it just feels good. I'm glad people enjoy it. I mean, I, I would love to be out there playing live, you yeah. know, um, and, um, and slinging more records, of course. But, um, but, but yeah, it feels really good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad people are enjoying the record as much as I do. That's yeah. great, Quinn. Let, let me take a, a, an unplanned question, but you mentioned something interesting. Um, you know, I've talked to people who've released some of uh, albums this year, and they some of them are like mourning, like that their cycle, the album cycle is not going to have its normal life. I, I don't get that sense from you. Um, why is that? Like maybe maybe you you don't see it like a like as a one cycle thing, like or is it like an evolving part of like? Help me out with this because it's interesting. Yeah, I, you know, I have um, I have a few records planned already. Like I'm, I'm a few records ahead. Like I have an idea of kind of where I want to go. So, okay. so uh, Book of Soul is a step in that. And yes, I uh, definitely wish I was touring, and I want people to uh, you know enjoy the record, you know, like live and, yeah. and just at their house too. But I mean, like I'm kind of on to the next record. Like I'm kind of my brain is like, okay, like, yeah. Now here's this group of songs that needs to follow Book of Soul, you know, because there's you know, something else to say. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with it, you know? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I, I would love to, I mean, and all of my friends, Margot Price and Courtney Marie Andrews put out new records. A lot of my friends are putting out new records and 
And, Great and, album for Margo Price. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so I'm just, I think it's an exciting year actually for new music. I mean, you know, like good, I said, yeah. yeah, yeah. The lack of live stuff is, is, is unfortunate, but, but I'm still having a good time with the new releases. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it, Quinn. All right, let's talk about a few songs. All I Need and Good Times Roll. Yeah. These two songs, man. I'm telling you, you're going to get thousands of people on their feet, shaking their booty, like in, the, in your back pocket. Must be nice to have those in your back pocket whenever you can just shoot those puppies. Uh, for classics like these, I'm just wondering if the, if the genius musical arrangement comes first or if the playful lyrics comes first. Like, which one comes to you first? Uh, for me, they kind of develop uh, at the same time. Like, I kind of, like, do a little bit of music, a little bit of lyrics, this, you know, because uh, it's a symbiotic thing, you know. But, uh, yeah. but Good Times Roll wasn't just an idea, you know, at first. I just wanted to, I met this couple and I was going to play their wedding. And I just fell in love with them. I fell in love with their love. And so that's when I wrote Good Times Roll. And so, so a lot of the songs start like that, like, with an idea. Like, I want to write a song about this couple's love, you know? Yes. And all I need, same thing, all I need was like, I want, there was a woman that I was dating, but she, she was just not sure if, um, you know, you know, it's like whenever I left the room, she was wondering if I was still thinking about her kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, let me write a song that would ultimately let her know that yes, like you're still on my mind, even after, you know, we're not together. So, 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 yeah, I like to start with an idea like that and then get the lyrics and the music. You're a romantic guy. Most of us have to send, like, Russell Stover chocolates or something, man. You can pull up a classic. Oh, I just write songs. It's, it's cheaper. Yeah, yeah, and more effective. And speaking of effective, Stay the Night. Oh, drop yeah. The mic. yeah. Oh, drop the mic, man. That's your new all-green nightcap for all the bachelors and single men out there. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, beautiful song, man. Super sexy. Can you tell us just a little bit about this song? Yeah, so that one was the last song we recorded. And, um, you know, I had this awesome band, and we had just recorded, I think it was on yeah, the third day of recording. We got all the songs tracked. And then we, were, we had like an hour left. And I was like, you know, there's this one song I've been kind of playing around with. Let's just try this one. And they were all down. And so we just went in there and just laid it down. We just, that was just one take. And oh, uh, I didn't wow. even have the lyrics for that one down, uh, but I knew what it was about. You know, cause there's this thing, you know, when you play back when we used to play live shows, um, you know, you would catch eyes with someone in the crowd who looked interesting, you know, but then a lot of times, like at least half the time, by the time the show was over, they're gone or they're moved away or whatever, you know, cause I got to like pack up and everything. Right. And I'm looking for her. And she's not there, you know. So, mm -hmm. so the night was like, you know, stick around a while. Stick it's around like after the show, kind of thing. So, so yeah, it, it was just a feeling I had, and, and the band just locked right into it, and it, it felt good. It felt good. It's, it sounds really good, man. All right, you've been so generous with your time. I gotta ask you a couple of questions. Sure, I guess yeah. social questions, Quinn, because you're a very, you know, next level thinking guy. But let, let me before we get to like the the race stuff, and you just released a great song about it, Holiday. I want to ask you about, about something that I, you know, when I go to San Francisco, I love that city, man. I love that area, like I told you. But the gentrification thing is um, every time I go, you know, the Uber driver is complaining and everyone's complaining. How do you see that whole thing happening with San Francisco's gentrification? Ooh, man, I mean, San Francisco really wants to be a city of rich people. And I guess what? You can't do that. You know, because you have teachers, you have Uber drivers, you have uh, people, baristas, you know, you have all these people that also need to live in the city. And it's just, it feels it's inconvenient uh, to have places that, that 
that lower income people can rent and live at. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, to, you know, the way they the way they they plan and organize the city, it feels like they want everybody to be making one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and that's just not reality. I mean, right. sure. I, I would love for teachers to make that. I would love for baristas to make that. I would love for there to be uh, a universal basic income, you know? Yeah. But that isn't the America that we live in right now. So, so yeah, it's, it's a real problem. And honestly, it's like things like that exasperate other problems. You know, when you take that and you put that and you add that to um, uh, Black lives being lost at the hands of police and you add that to you know, homelessness, and you add that, like, it's all kind of like this, you know, I don't yeah. claim where things are headed, but, you know, um, one thing informs the other. They're not isolated incidents, you know, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I, I don't know where things are headed, but it's, it's all, um, it's all roiling in there. And, um, you know, years like this are the kind of years where things come to a head. So, yeah. I, you know, I don't know, man, like what we see happening in Portland, what we see happening in Minneapolis, right. all the cities around the U.S., it's, it's, it's hard to say where things are leading. I really hope that, that you know, it, it's a positive, you know, direction and we can, we can find a way to work together because things have to change. And, and yeah. You know, you can do it peacefully or you can do it different ways, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. And, and right before we, we, we get there for a second, I, the thing that pains me the most with the gentrification thing is, uh, it's, I mean, it happened with New York already, right? It's like you close these places like the CBG Club. And what yeah. you have now, you have a bank. You know uh, what I mean? It's like that just paints my soul. You know what I mean? Because like, like this is where 1970s like glam rock was born. And like now there's a cashier's check thing whatever but anyway yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and they don't actually want that right like people want art people want music that's what makes a city a city you yeah. know it's like yes you have the business like, it, it's all part of it it's it's i don't know it's an ecosystem but but when you when you don't enable art to thrive to grow in the city like young artists to be able to afford to live there you know then you're going to have a problem moving forward then you got a very boring place to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Epic. I'll let you go with one question, Quinn. You know, you've, you've talked a lot about the racial stuff, the Brianna Taylor, the, uh, all, the, the, um, all, all that thing through your music. You just released a great song, Holiday, that I think speaks for itself. People should hear it because it's phenomenal. But I want to ask you, do you think that the protests this time, Quinn, um, have legs, have like a different energy to them? I, I happen to think so, but I wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, absolutely. And who knows what that's about? Sometimes it's just the moment, uh, you know, it's just ready, ready to be born or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I, it does feel different. I am in my own little way. I'm trying to keep the pressure on. Um, and, and it seems like a lot of people are doing the same thing. And it's an election year. And so uh, I think that motivates people. It's a presidential election year, that is. And so, yeah, it, it, it feels like we can take this momentum into, in, into the future and actually do some, uh, some meaningful changes to laws and, uh, and some adjustments in the way that, that we police the country. So, yeah, you know. I agree. Yeah, let's, 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 let's keep it going. <laughs> that's great, Quinn. No, I think that's a great place to leave it, Quinn. You've been so generous with your time. So many thoughtful questions, uh, you know, thoughts and quotes, man. Thank you so much. Everyone should listen to Book of Soul immediately. As soon as, if you haven't heard of Quinn, Book of Soul, one of the best records of the year is going to take you, your mind places that are all beautiful and, and, and gorgeous. So thank you, Quinn, for unleashing that on the world. Right on. You've been listening to 
J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.